Phantomaniacs. Uh, it is a Monday night, and I just watched Shayna Baszler show up on Raw and take a big bloody bite out of Becky Lynch's neck, and that really put me in the mood to sit here and review the all-new Ultimate Pinhead action figure from NACA. Now, if you're unfamiliar, I'm not talking about Pinhead as in some sort of carnival freak. I am talking about Pinhead from the Hellraiser franchise, the Cenobite created by Clive Barker, portrayed by Doug Bradley, and uh, previously uh, released by NACA in a different form, a different style of action figure, but still one of the coolest action figure lines out there, the Hellraiser line. But this is an update. You know, we don't do these static statues with, like, three joints anymore. Now, everything's fully articulated uh, with all kinds of crazy accessories. That is what NACA's Ultimate line is all about. And I was thrilled when I went into Target the other day and saw this on the shelf. I knew it shipped a couple of weeks ago. And generally, if you follow NACA on social media, they'll tell you what's shipping and when. And typically, within a week or so, you can find it in Target if you keep your eyes open. So, uh, very excited to have this one. I want to start with the box. It has got, I think, my favorite NACA art in a long time. Certainly my favorite art in the Ultimate line, because typically the Ultimate boxes, to me, are a little too graphic-designed, a little too movie postery. Uh, they're not... They're cool, like, oh, awesome, it's uh, Friday the 13th figure, it's uh, Freddy, uh, you know, whatever. But they're, they're, when it's just the movie poster or whatever, I, I don't know. This one has this incredible image of Pinhead on the front. It's got the puzzle box, like, wrapped in flesh with hooks sunk into it, chains coming out from behind Pinhead and off the side of the box, lightning coming out of his arm. Uh, it's, it's amazing. This is a tremendous image. As a matter of fact, if I was going to get a pinhead tattoo, this is the image that I would choose. I've never seen this before. Uh, probably there's probably credits on the bottom of the box. And you know what? I didn't bring my readers over here. Package design. Chris, boy, that is tiny. Chris Remo, I'm not sure. Uh, please, I apologize for not having my reading glasses over here. I didn't expect to be doing any reading. Uh, they're also on the bottom of the box. They have instructions for removing Pinhead's interchangeable heads, uh, which I hadn't even really thought about it, but that's going to be tricky with all these pens sticking out of them. I'm curious to see how that goes, and I'll tell you in just a couple minutes here. Uh, back of the box are some images of the figure, with its improved articulation showing some of the poses that it can achieve. Uh, just gorgeous, gorgeous box. Hellraiser. That Hellraiser font is so simple and so ominous in, in that red. It just looks great. You open up the window. Uh, the flap on the front opens up. You see the window with the figure inside. Uh, inside the flap, it's a picture of the figure with a bunch of cool chains. And uh, I... 
you know, I just had the idea, because I've got a whole shelf of the older Hellraiser figures, and I think I'm going to have to see if I can get some small-scale chains to just hang from the shelf above that one, just to look cool in that display. I don't know why I never thought of doing that before. All right, well, let's let's open this thing up now. I've got my trusty box cutter. I'm just going to slice right through that tape on the bottom of the box. Uh, I always open from the bottom. It probably doesn't matter at all, but that's just, to, to me, even though I'm going to throw the box out, to me, you want to mess the box, the visible portions of the box up as little as possible. I uh, slide that tray right out. I'm going to pull the insert out here so we can see what's on it. And uh, it's a bunch of chains. Cool, but it's it's not like a picture of chains. It looks like it's a painting of chains. Uh, coming out from the bottom part and just shooting up. As a matter of fact, this this might have been in there upside down. Now that I'm looking at it, I think it was. It doesn't matter, but it's a cool background. I, I might hang on to that for a little photography. So let's set all that aside, and let's take a look at Mr. Pinhead himself. One of the things I love about this figure is that it comes with a lament configuration, or puzzle box, as it were, in two different forms. Uh, it's, of course, got the regular puzzle box form, and then it's also got it in uh, mid-solving, I guess, like it's been popped up and turned. Uh, very cool, very cool. The NECA released it in that mode in the older line, but it was like it came on its own with a figure, so you didn't have both versions with one figure, which didn't really matter because, of course, you're going to buy all the figures anyway. Uh, both of these have amazingly detailed printing on them with all the crazy uh, patterns and designs that the puzzle boxes have. Uh, the Lamarckand box, I'm always a little iffy on how to pronounce that. Uh, but they just, they look phenomenal. These things look fantastic. They're great. I love them. They've got, they're very, uh, the edges are very, sh not sharp, but they're not soft. Uh, they're not toy edges. Like, it feels like I've got a prop replica of the puzzle box. Well, I've actually got a couple. I've got the one that you could assemble from, it was a build-a-prop, I guess, from the old Naka Hellraiser line. And then I've also got a much, much, much nicer actual prop replica that I bought from a craftsman at Days of the Dead a few years ago that plays music and... Is me it's metal. It's incredible. I've actually got it in a nice little uh, domed uh, glass globe. And uh, it's it's sharp. Like, the edges of the puzzle box are... It, it's supposed to be... It's supposed to look dangerous. It's not supposed to be something you necessarily, like, look at and think, Oh, I want to pick that up. But it compels you to anyway. Alright, so anyway... Uh, moving on to the other accessories included. Uh, inside in this interior tray, you've got a really nice uh, plastic piece holding the puzzle boxes in. And it actually flips right back closed. And then on the other side, you've got a much longer piece that runs the entire height of the tray uh, that secures all of the hands, heads, and whatever else in place. And I'm actually just going to cut this tape up here at the top to make this a little bit easier. And so you guys have to hear, hopefully, less plastic moving sounds. All right. So that. 
I'm going to flip that right open. We've got two extra sets of hands here. Uh, his default hands are open, ready for puzzle box holding action. Uh, he's got a set that are in o sort of open grasping fists uh, to hold his instruments of plunder. And then he's got another set that are also open. And I'm going to have to get the figure out to tell what the difference is between those and uh, these. Ew, this is a creepy hand. This one looks like it's made for stroking. All right, let's pull this extra head out. Okay, so here's here's what the fig, what the diagram was showing that I didn't quite pick up on. So the pens on if you're familiar with Pinhead, you know the the pattern of the pens, and that he doesn't have like there's just a bit of distance from his ears to any nearby pens. So you you're gonna I'm gonna have to grasp, and I'll I'll be doing this in a minute. I'm gonna have to grasp him carefully by the ears. And they're finger-sized uh, spots where the pins aren't, and push it on, which may be difficult. I may not be able to do it here uh, because sometimes you have to heat these things up, and I didn't bring my heat gun over, and you wouldn't want to hear it if I had. So I'm going to continue on before we actually remove the figure. Uh, he's got his horrifying surgical tools. Uh, one of them is a hooked blade with a ridged and on it. I mean, you've seen this thing before. It's almost like his signature weapon. Uh, another one is just like a, a steak knife, basically. And they both have deco that's just nasty, uh, bloody, gross spatter. And they're all silver, giving them that surgical look. There, there's a bit of a handle. There's a bit of a paint job on the handle of the curved blade, but it's still a metallic paint job, so it still has that creepy surgical look. Uh, and then the final piece over here, uh, you know what, I'll be honest, I don't even know what the heck this is. I don't know. I mean, the other older pinheads are pretty accurate. And I'm looking, oh yeah, this is. This is on uh, one of the other pinhead figures, at least, that I can see from here. It's pro I'm sure it's on the other one, too. It looks a little small for a bone saw. I don't know. I don't know what this is, which makes it like even creepier. It's this square. Uh, it's got a handle, and then the shape of sort of a saw. But there doesn't seem to be like a blade or anything. I don't know what the heck this is for, and it's creeping me out. Uh, and it also has the bloody spatter paint job. So I'm going to set that aside right there. And let's get to it. Let's get this guy out of the tray. Maybe. Uh-oh. Is he tied in? Oh, he is tied in there. Okay. Got a little black twist tie that blends nicely into our boy. So what we're going to do, here's my little tip uh, that I've probably mentioned before, but I'm going to mention again here in case you haven't listened to one of these. I don't mess with twist ties. I hate them. I don't sit here and twist them because sometimes they're double twisted. Sometimes they're like tied in a knot and then it's ridiculous i hate these things uh so i don't fuck with them i get out my nail clippers and just snip snip right through because i've got a busy life i don't have time to be sitting here untwisting twist ties all day long he's got one on his chest one on each arm 
it's giving me a little trouble. Here we go. Sometimes it's a little tough to get the right angle to snip through these things, but I uh, made it happen. And then one on his legs. Pick that tray up and turn it over. He's laying on the table. Good to go. Get a little silica gel in here. Don't eat that. I know it looks delicious and tasty, and you want to gulp it down like a Tide Pod. Don't do it. It'll dry your guts out and do something horrible, I'm sure. All right, let's take a look at this figure. So one of the big differences in this figure, oh, he's got a nice little wire in the base of his, uh, I'm hesitant to call it a skirt. Oh, this thing is just wide open in the back. Pinhead is ready for action. Okay, you can pull that back together. Uh, but you can this way get a look at the detail of his legs, which is something that the other pinhead figures did not even have because the skirt piece was just one solid hollow vinyl piece, uh, which was fine. Honestly, I mean, look, pinhead mostly just stands around. He's not like doing Spider-Man shit. He's not climbing up buildings to tear people's faces off or anything the like. Uh, he's pretty much a standard. They honestly didn't need to go to this much trouble to make an ultimate pinhead. And I honestly didn't even need to buy an ultimate pinhead because the, the other two that I've got are darn good figures. Although I'm looking at them now and looking back at this one now, and this one is indeed a far, far superior figure. Like, I can't even uh, question that. This is his costume, his what, what he's wearing. His outfit uh, is much glossier than the other ones. It has that leathery... Uh, wet look that he has in the movies, whereas the old ones are a drab, and it's it's creepy, it looks good, but they're kind of a drab, uh, flat look, whereas the this is much, much better. It's glossy and uh, just kind of disturbing looking, and then the skirt part is uh, almost metallic looking, uh, it's that flowing vinyl look. It, it really does. It doesn't have all of the detail of the older figures because the older ones have this great sculpting done uh, where it has all of the folds and the way that the, the skirt hangs. But this one, I mean, it's fabric. And when soft goods are done right, and these soft goods are done right... Uh, it just, it has a look that plastic can't quite match. And when you get this thing, uh, it's got, as I mentioned, it's got a wire sort of armature around that bottom hem of the skirt. And also where the skirt is split in the back, uh, there's also wire back there. So you can get it, you know, nice and closed around his body. But once you get that wire rounded out, uh, you can you know, pinch it together, give it, give it some, uh, some different spots, make it, give it some folds and some, uh, uh, some, some, like a profile. You can give it some character and it looks pretty cool. You can also do, if you really want to, the funny Marilyn Monroe thing with this. Uh, that's a picture that's going to be going up on Instagram later for sure. So be sure you're following needless things podcast on Instagram. All right. 
So the we've talked about the skirt underneath. He's got legs with the crazy articulation that modern toys have. It's it's got hips that other oh, ratcheting joints. I always love that. That's my preference. Uh, so the hips go all the way out, up and down. There are no thigh swivels. But again, how much do you need Pinhead to do, really? He's got double-jointed knees. Well, no, 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 he doesn't. He doesn't have double-jointed knees. That, that was my assumption. Uh, he's got single-jointed knees, which is fine. It's, it's more of a joint than he even needs. That rotate at the top of the joint, have a nice 90-degree, maybe a little bit more bend. Uh, and then the ankles, this is important. Let's take a look at these ankles. These are actual joints and not just uh, the pegs that NECA used for so very long. So you've got, this is the Marvel Legends style joint where there's a peg attached to a swiveling disc and then the peg goes into the front of the foot so you get a little bit of swivel uh, on the foot as well. So very, very nice joints on this. More than a pinhead figure would ever need, but nice to have. Ooh curious about this back access on the skirt it's just an interesting decision for them to have made okay so let's take a look at the upper portion of the figure uh, we do have double jointed elbows in the new NECA style that is different from anybody else's double jointed elbows and doesn't when you look at the mechanics of it it honestly doesn't look like it should work or look good because there's a whole third piece between the upper arm and the lower arm that makes it seem like it would look weird when it's bent or, or just not look quite right but it looks great and you get a really nice I mean he can pick his nose like you can you can do this this far I'm sticking his fingers in his eye right now uh, it's great it's a ton of posability and there's a swivel at the bicep and on the forearm. So tons of tons of possibilities and how you can pose the arms on this guy. Uh, the hands obviously are on swivels because they're the pe they're on pegs so they can be switched out. Uh, and then there's also a pivot at the wrist so the hands do everything pretty much a human hand could do. Shoulder joints uh, rotate all the way around. Have your typical you know analog ball joint type deal. It feels like they've even got a little forward and back while they're down, but that is just the way that this body is constructed, I think. So he has a soft plastic cover over an armature. So his chest is... It's like it's a piece of plastic with soft plastic over it so they could use this for something else. And the pinhead, not shirt, but upper body thing, uh, will, will be unique and look the way that it looks. And it's great. It's got the piece that goes up in the back that looks like it snaps onto his head. Uh, on the back there's some metal rods... Uh, going from that centerpiece out to his shoulders. Uh, on the front, he has those horrible wounds where the, the metal pieces are kind of threaded through the strips of flesh hanging through his shirt. Uh, 
you've got then the, his lower abdomen. You've, you've got ah, excuse me, oh. He's got. A, I'm so disturbed looking at this guy. I can't even talk. Uh, he's got a great joint right under his upper abdomen, right at the top of the rib cage that goes forward, back, side to side. It's a, it's a really nice abdominal joint that I didn't expect. Uh, and then his lower torso is also in sort of a soft plastic molded cover. Uh, it's got the, the open slit in his belly. And there's a string going through what's basically like flesh on his belly where you can hang his implements that have little S hooks on the end. <laughs> I've actually got Christmas ornament hooks that look similar to this, but uh, you can hang all of these on this string uh, that is attached to his upper torso and then runs down through this wound in his stomach. So you can hang all of his implements on here. I don't think it would probably look great if you put all three of them on. Wow, that's interesting. Look at that. That actually looks really good. Uh, I don't think all three of them would look great because they'd kind of slide down, so you'd have two of them hanging real close together. But, I mean, my plan is to have him holding one of these at all times. So, not a big deal. I'm not worried about that. Uh, let's take a look at the hands. I'm going to pop off... Okay, so this hand, the hands that come on the figure are just open and could, in theory, be done like the scene in Hellraiser 3 where he's uh, doing his blasphemous Jesus pose, although they don't have the pens in them. But they're just sort of open, relaxed hands. And then this one, one of the extra hands, I believe this one is posed specifically for holding the puzzle box. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so these are his puzzle box hands, where he holds it in one hand and then has the other hand sort of on top of it. And they they switch right out, no problem at all. Uh, he can, Thanks to the elbow articulation, you can get both hands right in front of him. You can recreate the pose perfectly where he's got that puzzle box in front of his chest, uh, kind of holding it with one hand on top, one hand on the bottom. Uh, it's, it's tremendous. It looks great. And we're going to switch out. You can, you can hear a little hand squeaking, but those are sturdy pegs that, that when they go in, they're a little softer plastic, so I'm not worried about them breaking. And they fit in nice and snug and stay put. So... Now he's got a blade holding hand, and you have to slide this in. Well, it's soft plastic, so I'm not too worried about messing it up. But that blade is a little too small to be held in that hand. Or is it? Let's see. Yeah, that's not going to work. I wonder if that'll go in his left hand, maybe. Maybe that one's got a little more snug grip. Yeah, it sure does. Okay, so the smallest of his weapons... The one that's kind of like just a, sna a, steak, a snake knife. A steak knife. Uh, is actually his left hand has a much tighter grip than his right hand. So that one goes in that hand. And then the other two weapons can go in, in uh, well, probably either hand. But the right hand has a, has a bigger grip. So now that we've played with the weapons, we've found that they all can be... Uh, you can get everything on the figure... And gosh, now I really don't know what if if I want to have him holding a puzzle box or having have him holding a weapon or maybe both. 
I don't know, that's a tough call. Neither one of the other figures I have can do that puzzle box pose where he's got both hands on it. So that may be what I end up doing with this one. All right, let's see if I can switch the heads out. Uh, the Oh, well, that just came right off. Uh, the default head is sort of a placid face. It's terrifying because it's pinhead. Uh, the pens are incredible. I read online that some people feel like they're a little too thick. I don't agree. One, I don't see how you could have gotten them any smaller on a toy this scale. I think they look fantastic. And again, looking over at my other two pinhead figures from this distance, these are even smaller than those are, and those look really good. I'm also noticing that his head, this one has a little bit more of a bluish tint, which to me seems more accurate to the movie, or at least the first movie. Uh, it looks great. He's got these black eyes, uh, with a little bit of darker blue around his eyes, just a, a nice paint job in the middle of all those pens. The pens are all individually painted silver. He's got some kind of like clip, uh, in the back holding some flesh down. And then he's got two more like wires, uh, coming up from his neck. Just grotesque. Whoever came up with this is sick. He's a sicky sickerson. Uh, and then the other head, the alternate head, is the gritted teeth head. The the pen head in agony head. Okay, this this is tricky. Because you can't get a whole lot of downward pressure to get the head on just holding these holding him by his ears. So I th oh no, look at that. It goes right on. Okay, so now I'm wondering. If there's a really soft plastic inside, because I'm noticing, uh, that went right on, by the way. I mean, right on. No problem at all. So now we've got a gritted, gritted teeth, angry face pinhead, looking great, looking like he's getting ready to wreck some shit and strap you to a pillar with barbed wire and stick a bunch of knives up your butt or whatever it is he does. Uh... And I wonder, I'm going to take the little nail scraper out of my fingernail trimmer here and kind of prod. Yeah, I believe that inside the head, this is ingenious if this is what Naka did. Uh, it seems to me that the head itself is a hard, uh, you know, your typical sort of PVC. It's got some give, but it's a hard, rigid plastic. Uh, typical stuff that Nega makes everything out of now. I believe inside of that, where the actual hole is that the peg in his neck goes into, I believe that is a very soft plastic or rubber. Because that slid right on with no resistance. But it's not just coming off, because the peg, of course, has the sort of mu <laughs> the mushroom tip on the end. This one's turned out to be way dirtier than I expected it to be, but it's pinhead. Well, what are you looking for here? Uh... I think that's a very soft plastic inside. I think they designed the heck out of this knowing that those pens were going to make it very difficult to, to swap the head out and that they were going to have to do something about it. Now, once the head is on, you have a good degree of, uh, a decent degree of forward and back motion. But here's the thing. He's got a high collar. And again, Penhead's not running around hell doing Spider-Man shit. He is mostly just standing there talking or screaming. Every once in a while, he'll make a, a, a sudden slicing move. Uh, that's about it. So 
as super articulated as this figure truly is, you just don't need it to do that much. Uh, so this is great. It, it looks amazing. The only problem now is it looks so much better than NECA's older line of Hellraiser figures that they're going to need to do upgrades on every single one of them. And I'll tell you right now, I'll buy them. I'm a huge fan of the Hellraiser franchise. Uh, almost all of the movies, as a matter of fact. Because to me, it's something that... Well, okay, not the one that had... I can't remember what it was called. There was one that had Pinhead in it, but it wasn't Doug Bradley. I haven't even seen that one. I don't care to. I've heard nothing good about it. I'll watch it at some point because I'm a fan of Hellraiser, but I, I just... It's going to have to pop up on Netflix at 2 in the morning. I don't have to be really bored, but I'm sure I'll check it out at some point. Uh, but but really, I find something to like about most of the films in this franchise. And uh, there you go. I hope you enjoyed my unboxing and review of Pinhead. If you see him and you're a fan, you got to buy him. 100%, he's a must-have. He, he is... The upgrade of all upgrades, which is a weird thing to say, because like I said, is it 100% necessary if you've got the older figures? Uh, you know, I don't know. Those are pretty great. But then you put this one next to them and you realize just how much better it is and just how far horror toys have come since those figures came out, I think, 20 years ago. So, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, tell your friends about it. Spread the word. Drop a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you can drop a review. And please follow the Needless Things podcast. We have new episodes each and every Friday. Uh, new podcasts are joining the team. And whenever the the spirit takes me... I'll sit down and do an unboxing like this one and just talk about how I feel about a new toy or maybe an old toy. Every once in a while I might come across something a little bit older that I maybe missed or is even something from my childhood that I have recaptured. And I'll sit down and talk about it. So thanks for listening. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.